0: We're coming to you from the Mid-South Farm and Gin Show. Tim Price was kind enough to invite us uh, to follow up from Joe Nicosia's talk. Uh, we are live streaming right now uh, over our website, so we have a large audience that's tuning in. Uh, we do have some questions that have come from then. I'll go ahead and uh, thank our sponsor, BASF Makes the Ag Market Network Possible. And we're very appreciative to them. Bayer, over the years, has been a strong sponsor of ours. We couldn't do this without them. Uh, we uh, we do have micro. We do have some handheld mics. We can bring them to you if you've got any questions, or you can yell it out to us if you've got any. Uh, I won't even. We won't even I- introduce everybody. That's already been done. Everybody knows Joe Nicosia. uh... We've got Joe Deeper, Dr. O A Cleveland, and Kip Butts. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get started. And I, I, I guess first, I would. To, to summarize your talk, Joe, a, a, a lot of the difficulty we've had has been, as far as price goes, is due to the, uh, to the trade wars. And whatever we're gonna do going forward in terms of recovery in price will be due to settling the trade wars. And the dangers that we face are losing market share to a country like Brazil. So, uh, as far as going forward, what are, and this is a real hard thing to answer, but what are the odds do you think that we are going to come up with some type of a
1: trade agreement?
2: Well, you know, I'm fairly optimistic, and, and I'm optimistic only because, one, is what we're asking for is right. We're not asking for anything that's not reasonable. Um, you know, the trade type of situation uh, that we're trying to negotiate is one that is uh, fair and accepted in the rest of the spots of the world. So there isn't any reason why us in China shouldn't be able to have that. Uh, but also, I'm optimistic because, as we said before, our economies are codependent on one another. Um, so it's in both of our interests to do that. And when your interests are aligned, people should, ask, should end up acting rational and come to an agreement. So I, I would say it's probably better than a 75 percent chance we'll get a deal.
0: Well. And an even harder follow-up is, uh, do we think this can happen over the next month or two? Or uh, does any signs point to that, or is this something that could extend into the summer? Uh,
2: I I don't have any inside information on that. All I'd say is that the rhetoric and the things that we hear from the administration, uh, as well as from the Chinese side, both point towards positive outcome and progress. So whether it's going to happen in 30 days or not, I don't have any insight to. But I do think it will happen sooner rather than later.
0: Okay. Uh, do we have any questions from anyone here? Anybody
2: got anything?
0: We will go to some of the questions we already have that have come in. And I think so many producers are, 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 are here and are watching us, and I think their main question is we've got, we've got two outcomes. One is no trade deal, and the other is a trade deal. What if we get a trade deal? where can new crop where can new crop cotton go?
2: Well, you know new crop it looks like we're going to have a big crop you know I, I think the uh, our other three experts on here would would agree that the potential is there for a substantial increase in u s production obviously it's got a long way to go. We thought we had it last year, and then we got hit with the droughts and two hurricanes uh, that were there um, but China better buy five to eight million bales out of the United States next year, because we're going to grow that much extra for them. The world, we, the world we live in today, we export somewhere between twelve and a half and fourteen and a half million bales outside of China. If we need to export seventeen to nineteen million bales, China's got to fill that void. Um, so, uh, again, I think price is totally dependent upon this trade deal. Um, from where it is to come, um, we mentioned earlier in the speech. I think with no trade deal, we head straight to the loan. Uh, and with a trade deal with substantial purchases in old crop, I think prices explode pretty quickly in the old crop, new crops are really going to be a function of weather and whether we grow 25 million or 21
0: million. Well, well how, I guess how fluid is acreage, acreage right now? Given where December corn is uh, trading, where November soybeans are trading, and December cotton, uh, we've seen the National Cotton Council estimates on acreage, or, 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 it, does it feel like that can change that we might see less cotton planted or, or is that pretty much the number people are sticking with T-
2: today unless prices change substantially i think it's a pretty good number okay what about the rest of our panel any any thoughts on this
3: on prices on, yeah, price. on a- prices <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> well as, as far as his comments on the crop i i, I agree that 14 million plus acreage it's not carved in stone but given the price relationships, I think that's, that's pretty solid. And our shop has a little larger crop in than what you, uh, we're, we see the yield going up. Farmers are doing such a better job. We have such better seed varieties available now. It's, the risk is to the upside for a really large crop. And, and that's very disconcerting. Uh, your talk earlier about our ending stock levels. That's a real risk and, you know, that's bothersome for us on the one hand, but you know we talked about the uh, the trade negotiations going on now. As long as the proposed meeting between President Z and President uh, Trump is on, they're talking about meeting in mid March. I think you, as long as that stays on the table, the possibility of having some sort of an agreement that helps agriculture goes way up. Now, if that gets postponed or changed, or you know, then. Your your thought about going longer into the summer? Well, that that may happen then, but right now you've got to be optimistic until that date changes or gets pushed around.
3: Well, I want to be optimistic, Kip, and I've always <laughs> been accused of being uh, outlandishly op- optimistic. And the chair I'm sitting in today, I'm the bear in this group, and I'm always you typically the the, the the big bull, uh, Joe. To correct your uh, your. Uh, Recognition, the announcement as you being a speaker, you're not a qualified expert, you are the expert. <laughs> so it's just give credit where credit is due, Dadgummit. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I tell you, and I'm serious about that. Uh, uh, just the importance of agriculture versus the importance of technology, electronics, patents, I, I fear with the administration, and I'm not coming out pro or con, period. I fear that agriculture takes the back seat. I'm of the opinion that grains have been so important because the Chinese pushed President Trump so as not in, with respect to not taking care of American, the American farmer. So I just, as we look at agriculture, in my opinion, with respect to the importance of the trade deal for other items that I think are more important to the current administration's negotiations. I fear that the solutions to our problems, Cotton's problems, uh, more importantly, and to some degree, soybeans problems, I am mean, just not as optimistic. I think the administration is going to dig its heels in extremely deeply with the negotiations with the Chinese, and that's what's left me bearish. I guess, Joe, I forget the n- door number, maybe it was number t- three or two, the way you just zonk, uh, everything went 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 down. I don't think everything's going down. I'm, I, I hope the audience heard your comment, if I am repeating it correctly, that uh, potentially and uh, probably a better than even chance, and I'm flipping the coin a little bit there, that this crop, and Kip mentioned it, this could be a huge crop. The the, the odds slightly, slightly favor a crop pushing 24 million bales. I think, Joe, if I'm correct, you suggested that you thought it was a pretty good chance that this could be a record U.S. crop. I I, I certainly buy into that, and that's what what has me greatly concerned. Uh, Joe talked about increased acreage around the world. We had over 90 cents last year. We could have sold a lot of this particular coming up crop for 84 cents. Uh, One or two did. 10,000 didn't, so that's where we're left today, and as this market wants to come up, I think there's going to be a lot of grower cotton becoming available, Uh, and the longer we wait through mid-March, the end of March, the end of April, growers will get nervous and begin selling on any uptick, and as a consequence, it's just going to flood the market. Uh, take all this tariff stuff out as Joe and Kip indicated, yes, it's, you can get you can bull up pretty good. The other point is, that, and Joe was, uh, Joe, Joe was very clear about it, was the Brazilian impact and the investment China is making in, the, in, in Brazil. And uh, I just, it's going to be difficult and we're going to have to be terribly innovative Uh, to maintain the share that we have, if not, in fact, uh, even lose share. Joe's comments to the industry regarding plastic and bale wrapping, uh, gosh, I I just hope the industry hears that. When you look at the cost of ginning, I'm afraid that's being put off somewhat, and they're not really hearing that. So, uh, those are just major concerns to me, and I appreciate uh, everything he said. I I, I agree with it. I am just not, I am a little bit more pessimistic with a a, a near term solution to the trade battle. Thank you.
0: Gerald, are you as pessimistic as OA? I
5: I don't think so. I I think uh, he, he. it, especially when he talks about uh, agriculture, I think uh, the administration, you know, Trump's base is, it, I think he's very entrenched in, in the farming communities. I think he's going to do the right thing and, and work toward a, a solution with the, uh, um, with with the, Especially in terms of agriculture, I, I just uh, think that that's too important to him uh, to to give up on. So you know, this this thirty billion dollars in, in extra ag products that that, that they've pledged to, to buy, and I know the administration was pushing for for an even larger number, but uh, thirty billion is is a pretty large number in and of itself. That would be uh, that would be substantial. Um, Now, is it enough to wipe out a 24 million bale crop going forward? You could still have some large supplies of of U.S. cotton, that's for darn sure, but uh, um, I I do think that uh, U.S. agriculture will will be taken care of. Okay.
3: Uh, Gerald, i would just say that's a little bit different way to look at it. It's the right way to look at it, but what I'm suggesting is that the administration takes these hundreds of billions of dollars in, of, of tariff revenue that they are extracting from the Chinese, and maybe that's the way they take care of the American farmer in the format of other programs that uh, you know, such as that we had this past year, the six cent payment, uh, whatever it was, I forget now, dollar a dollar and a quarter payment for beans. Uh, there's a lot of money the U.S. is raking in on, in collecting from the on the Chinese side. So that money is there to be spent somewhere, and I doubt if it's going to go to the national debt. Maybe the wall. Maybe it'll go, hopefully, for the wall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we do get a trade deal and old crop takes off and leads the way, uh, and we get new crop into the high 70s, do you advise farmers to... To be hedging. Yep. Uh, so, just uh, is that you're high seventies is sort of the area, or is it is it seventy six, seventy
2: seven? Have you got any? Feel well, for again, that? you're you're asking it. Uh, you know, March one before we planted a seed, <laughs> right? So, if 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 the crop's going to be in this twenty two and a half to twenty four and a half million bales, then a mid seventies price with a crop that size is is more than fair. So, yeah, they should be looking to to hedge. and,
4: and, and in that scenario. If you get a trade agreement, and new crop, uh, current crop would, and to use your words, likely to explode. On that case, <clears throat> December will be dragged up with it to a degree, and you just that becomes dangerous. And you just have to scale on the on the way up. But you're starting at 76, 77 cents. If current crop runs, you'd have to you'd have to get some stuff down there, and then scale it in from there. Yeah, my opinion.
0: Great. Okay, trade deal, where does the old crop go?
2: With the trade deal? Yeah. I think it can go pretty high, (laughs) you know. uh, We we know the kind of cotton that China likes, you know. They like what is the deliverable grades of of the United States. Um, They like U.S. cotton. So if they buy a substantial amount of old crop cotton, uh, I I think prices pretty much explode in old in old, old crop. Okay.
0: Anybody got any other comments they want to make? No. No,
5: I've got a question for Joe. U.S. domestic consumption, USDA, you know, reduced uh, uh, U.S. consumption here recently. And I haven't talked to uh, anybody in the domestic mill sector lately. What what are they saying from a domestic mill sector? Business is just horrible or?
2: Well, I think not just the U.S. uh, domestic business, but textile business in general is, and I wait and see, path right now right because they have a great deal of uncertainty that we're just talking about because it's not just United States China trade uncertainty that exists it's trade around the world that causes this uncertainty people don't know where to source their products from because they don't know if they're going to be paying tariffs or not paying tariffs which countries they should be getting them from and consumers are also concerned you know we've had volatility in the stock markets we've had volatility in the currency markets Um, So, I think clarity will be uh, one of the best um, benefits that we'll have when we get a trade. The trade deal in of itself will be good, but the optimism and clarity for both businesses and consumers, I think, will really provide an extra benefit that's there. As I said in my speech to where it is, I, I think it'll be very interesting to watch Chinese cotton consumption with a deal because uh, we know that cotton fibers have continually tried to make some inroads now against man-made fibers, both from a sustainability standpoint, uh, as well as some of the other concerns we have with what's happening with our water systems, with, uh, uh, with some of the man-made fibers uh, uh, getting into our water, into our fish. Um, so I think we're poised in cotton to see a record, uh, record world-consumptive number coming forward. Now it's going to take some time. Uh, that's there, but that's my hope, is that when we get a deal, we don't just get the trade implications, we also get economic implications, which will provide tailwinds.
5: You know, we have such a great sustainable story, I think, in cotton relative to the man-made fibers, and it's just so hard to break through the noise of cheap polyester (laughs) prices. (laughs) Um, And I don't know that anybody sees polyester, you know, polyester prices rising anytime soon. Or d- do you? No, I, d- I don't. <laughs> just, just recently, you know, Chinese prices, of polyester prices are
4: starting to fade again. I mean, we saw the rally, uh, which is very helpful for cotton, but those prices came off those highs, and just the last few days we're starting to see it go down again. So,
0: yeah, that's a problem. Any other
1: comments or questions for Joe?
0: Okay. Well, uh, our show is uh, going to be archived on the Ag Market Network website. If anybody wants to come back on and see it later, it'll be there. Uh, we thank uh, the Mid South Farm and Gin Show for inviting us to follow up Joe with his speech. We're very appreciative of that. We're very also thankful for our sponsor BASF for uh, for everything they do for us. Thanks for joining us. And
4: uh, ask again if you have questions.
0: Andrew. One last. Any questions anybody's got? All right, what you got?
2: Well, from what we usually see, it's usually coming from bail wrap. You know, we've had some of the problems in the past from um, contamination in the field whether it be from bags that were uh, from you know just uh, randomly blown in by wind things to that extent but the problem that we have today that we have to be very cognizant of is mostly from the bale wrap you said polypropylene, is that the woven bag? we have polyethylene we have the polypropylene we have the woven bags that are there you know I I do think it's interesting if we'll ever go to a cotton bag uh, for covering. It is more expensive, um, but there are some real benefits to using a cotton bag. One is that obviously it prevents contamination that's there, but it also increases cotton consumption. You know, by the same time, it gives us some, uh, some real increase in the ability to both on the non-woven and woven side on the cotton side to increase our consumption. It's currently not quite as economically uh, viable as it w- would hope to be, um, but if we continue to make progress, I'd like to see us move, move, move even more towards a, a cotton bagging. May I ask another
1: question? Yeah. Sir. Sure. I would say to you, gentlemen, that the situation out in the country is all over the board. I have one neighbor who are premier cotton growers and raised 700 acres last year for the first time since 2011. Do not own a picker they're hesitating to buy a picker with the market where it is now and if the market stays down here where we're talking 67 68 69 cent cotton they're not going to plant a rope I've got another neighbor that farms adjoining land to them who has bought a picker and is going to plant 1500 acres of cotton to justify the thing so it's all over the board I don't think acres anywhere near settled yet Joe, you touched on the, and one of, one of y'all's compatriots has a cohort, let's say it that way, has <laughs> spoken repeatedly and often about the billions of dollars worth of textile goods that are imported into our country duty-free. What would happen if a duty was slapped on those items coming into our country. <coughs> and is that a, a tool or a prize to bring the Chinese to a different mindset at the table?
2: Well, look, we've, obviously we've used tariffs to bring them to the table. Uh, my concern is that if we do do that on the textile product side, is that not only obviously will it be a situation where tariffs will be applied to cotton still where they won't be buying our cotton but it will also hurt their textile industry which means they'll be using less cotton in general uh... not just of u.s. but of other cottons too and that will back up into the system you know i toyed with the idea of uh, floating the idea by that the U, uh, our imports of Chinese textile products would have the 25 percent tariff unless it was made with U.S. Uh, U.S. goods and U.S. cotton and then it'd be tariff-free so that would be completely offsetting the 25 percent tariff going into their countries if it was made with U.S. cotton it comes in tariff-free that seems pretty fair to me uh, so hopefully we won't get to either one of those situations and we'll find a nice solution uh, in trade going forward But if we get a 25 percent tariff on apparel and textile products into the united states um, as i said i think prices are going to collapse we'll head straight to the loan and it it won't be good for the uh, cotton community here in the united states
4: won't be good for the cotton community anywhere in the world i mean the entire industry will pretty much take it on the chin if they do that by the way i think uh that if the march one uh was implemented that uh apparel and textile products was on that list it would have been included so i think it's actually at least from my perspective i'm certainly glad that got postponed because i do think it would be a real negative for the cotton industry global globally
0: all right any other questions oh
3: i have a question all right (laughs)
2: I don't think so. Because the investment decisions are already being made. Uh, you know, the planning, the purchases, everything that's happening in, in Brazil. I mean, that's going to be one of the ramifications we have to deal with is that, you know, Brazil's going to grow more cotton than they did in the past. And that means they're going to be a more formidable uh, competitor with the United States going forward and so if we're able to secure a lion's share of the Chinese business which will be great for us but it does mean we're going to face stiff competition in our other customer countries that we have that we've been able to you know make some real progress in in the last several years
0: thank you. any other questions comments all right well we thank you Joe for joining us uh, thanks to Kip and away and uh, Gerald Thanks for you. That concludes this meeting of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. Thank you.